gonna go for it and do all of them there's one long one still I don't know if you guys want to maybe intro it um, so the next German. one uh, Nick Hazelman Heidemann Heidemann my brain I'm sorry Nick Afristar have put this together it was an interview I got through most of it this afternoon uh, with Gareth Prince and an interview that they did with Jules at the cannabis, the clinical cannabis conference. Yeah. So prepare no yourselves. Wow. Prepare yourselves for this yeah. beautiful man. Okay, we might have a problem with the oh, audio gosh. on that. Technical difficulties. But that's fine. That's part of the. That's, uh, that's part of the. Part it of wouldn't it. be the hot box if it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I promise on, we you. Are it's, live it's, after all. If we had to turn this camera around, it's so ghetto in here. Eh? It runs purely on the the spirits of us all. Eh? Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> oh, sure, oh, dudes. You know, these are just beautiful tributes, and I'm actually looking through the window outside at the people who put them together and uh, thank you guys thank you very, very much, much for that that was does anyone want to tap in on the couch and tell us how they met anybody yours? want to jump in anyone well, brave enough no expectations not yet guys just now it's I'm heavy good. shit you're, you're ready come on come check Loki MacGyver over here Oaks. I cannot you guys are not going to recognize this guy with his new look yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a laugh in between. I think we all have to take <sighs> chunking breaks. This is it. This is it. <laughs> so, guys, uh, for those of you who don't know, this is Connor. He's part of uh, Joint Cannabis Consultants and Medicated Photography. Um, also, goes back, goes back. I've watched these lighties grow themselves personally a lot over the last couple of years. Uh, always also been a Practically family of the jazz farm now, hey? Family. Yeah, This hey? is the family I was talking about. This is one of their children. <laughs> so, Connor, how did you first meet Jules, dude? D-Day or something like that? Yeah. A very long and complicated story, but you were talking about the lost little boys that, you know, end up yeah. here. And I was one of those, you know, um, completely lost and obsessed with weed and didn't know what the hell to do and out of school and you know I uh, 
Thank you. I sent him an email. I watched the TED talk and I sent him an email and I said, I need a help. I'm stuck in Cape Town and nobody gets me. <laughs> and <laughs> I need a help. And they sent me, um, uh, they were doing the, the sports thing at the time. You know, yeah. they were endorsing athletes. Oh, Henry with Henry. the comrades. Yeah. Oh, yes, I remember that. So, I must yes. tell you some story, yeah. guys. Yo. So they, they sent me a cycling jersey and they said, do the Argus for us. Mm. So um, it's powered by Dacha. I remember Dacha. that. Yeah. It was like four, man, yeah, five years, years ago. ago. So I trained, and I like my dad helped me, and we did this like little documentary, and I trained so hard for that, and I was so and to do it, I was ready to smoke a fat spliff at the starting line and like go for it, and that was the year that the August was cancelled. Oh no! Oh, so it's just this massive like you know yeah. thing, and then. Uh, I was super depro about it, and then I got woken up one morning with a phone call, like five o'clock in the morning, from Jules, and he said, "Matey, I've put money in your account. Get on the next flight to Joburg. We need you for D-Day." And that was the last D-Day at Carfax. And yeah, later that night, he sat next to me in that VIP lounge at the top. At the top yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Just you know, when that that moment in the beginning, when suddenly you're alone. <laughs> And he finds you, and he just sits next to you, and he put yeah. his arm around me, and he said, so what do you think? He makes you feel so warm yeah. and so safe and so welcome straight away. So I just said, this is like the coolest thing I've ever been a part of in my entire life. And oh, he just yeah. looked at me, he said, welcome to the family. And I've been up every year since for everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we, yeah. we come down there, we hook up straight away. Yeah. I can see that you guys are... Yeah. You are doing this in the, in the way that I want to go, but I don't know how to even think of going that direction. And I also, I just came and immersed myself in it like you did, and you just, and just like took you in. More than you would thought it would happen. Yeah. More than you thought. Because it was such a strange thing. First, a couple of shout outs. So, away PM Kaiko. Yes. We check you there, brother. Hope you're well. Um, yeah, it, it was such a weird thing because there's all these lighties that become passionate about something and I think we're all these lighties that became passionate about weed probably because it was a little bit naughty and we were all rebels without a cause <laughs> yeah. and maybe we didn't like the Jack Daniels so much and preferred a bit of a scaphus and that but also we, we were lost you know there were forums and all that shit but our existence was this it wasn't yeah. changing it was this dimension of what it was and yeah. suddenly Shadow. in this ice there was this fucking ship breaking away Jules and Myrtle yeah and everyone just pulled in behind and we just yeah. said we gotta we gotta break this fucking ice mm, yeah. and it was nice because then people started finding direction because jules myrtle and i we've never had the answers but what we've said is let's all talk together yeah. and with this dialogue it. not only we will find the answers we will find the real fucking questions that yeah. we haven't even thought about yet <clears throat> yes you know and you made a, a really funny point earlier you know how jules he didn't want anything to do with that idea of being a father, right? No. That, like, and same with Myrtle, and, and she she's always called me brother. And I've got her saved on my phone as Mama Myrtle. Mm. You know, because I came in as a 19-year-old kid. You know, I lived in Amsterdam and got here and joined straight away. So it's like they were parents to me straight up. They are. They, they have shaped me into the human I am now. And yeah, it'll... Remembered yeah. yeah, it'll be remembered. Yeah, I think the dude's gonna live on in his way through a lot of people. You know, he had a lot of direct and indirect uh, impact on people's lives. Because for all you Oaks who don't know, this dude worked on the OG Fear Factors, yeah. and Big Brother, Big Brother yeah. and they worked on Hotel Rwanda, yes, yeah. which they was did. shot, which was shot in Joburg. Just yeah. so y'all know. So, but. 
This guy had an impact directly and indirectly on so many lives, eh? Oh. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, I, I got min words. <laughs> yeah. Min words at the moment. Do you guys want to hit that tribute? Okay. Yeah, Let's check what some other fine. folks had to say, hey? If it wasn't for Dacha or cannabis, in all probability, I would never have met Jules and Myrtle, who more affectionately became known as the Dacha couple in South Africa. I remember it was early in 2013, after we both had been arrested and charged with dealing in cannabis, that they came down to Cape Town and we met in the parliamentary gardens in Cape Town to discuss the ways of challenging these unjust and immoral laws. They ended up going to the Gauteng High Court and I approached the Cape Town High Court in order to challenge these laws. Just as I am very passionate and insistent about my right to use cannabis as a Rastafari and as an indigenous person, Jules would be the first person to tell you, my body, therefore my right to use cannabis. And the South African constitution, remarkably, compels us to tolerate and respect both these opinions. Jules Stobes was not afraid to speak his truth, and at times this rubbed some people up the wrong way. But what I will always remember was the fearlessness of his approach and his willingness to speak his truth, whether he was standing in front of the United Nations, the High Court, or a rural community. In a time where masks are commonplace, Jules was open-faced about the potential of cannabis to redress the socio-economic ills that affect most South Africans. He knew that cannabis provides a realistic chance of hope, jobs, and economic regeneration for all. How ironic that the desperation and the hopelessness that feeds the violence that ultimately took his life is the very thing that Jules knew cannabis could remedy. The best way for us to honor the legacy and the memory of Jules is for us as a society to create just and inclusive African cannabis laws that would give us an immediate post-COVID-19 economic and social restoration solution. We earnestly call upon our government, our executive, and our president to seize the initiative that cannabis offers us now in order to create a participatory cannabis industry that would provide food, clothes, shelter, fiber, and medicine for all of the people in South Africa. And in the words of Jules and Myrtle, fields of green for all. Well, the whole point of this convention was if we had spent all of this time and effort getting all of these people to the trial, let's open it up to the public. Let's share all of this knowledge with the people. And we initially thought that we'd do it in some little place somewhere and it would be on an ad hoc basis, but we've had years to think of this. And then we realized today is actually the day the cops rocked up at my house and arrested me in the first place. It's literally seven years today. And that's why we did it on this day and not the next day or any other day. So this is our birthday. And we stood on stage today in seven years today I had an SAPS gun in my cheek for five hours, semi-naked in my kitchen. And now I'm in front of 600 doctors, so 
we made it so far. And that's, we just keep going and going and going. And we've already got out of it what we wanted out of it, and that is for the whole network to start talking together. There's a lot of head shaking in there. There's a lot of um, very conservative doctors going. Oh, I don't know about that information. I can't process That's contrary to everything I've been told as a doctor. Well, that's why they're here, because they've been told a pack of lies about the cannabis plant. And you saw Tony Budden talk about a multitude of other uses. You talk about me, I use it for specifically really one use. And I have done, I unashamedly use it for one use. I enjoy its narcotic effects. And it is my right to use it as a narcotic. And I'm trying to prove it in a court of law. If I'd gone in there with a terminal disease, it might well have been over by now. So somebody would have given me cancer because somehow somebody with a terminal disease has more human rights than me. So I'm fighting for my rights as a uh, psychonaut. I enjoy this stuff and I enjoy getting high. So what I see in there when Donald Abrahams was speaking before lunch was a bunch of people on their phones. And then after 10 minutes, it was... And then they put their phones out. After 20 minutes, they're all... Because he's just spoken the truth. He's the only man in the world that's done human trials in, this, in, in recent history on cannabis users. So we thought we'd just throw him into the mix to change the paradigm of what people think about Dhaka in this country. So with a hemp plantation, you could take it in the middle of Northern Cape and grow a field of green for 40 kilometers in any, any direction. And you could have a methanol plant there, way away from people. You don't need many people to make a methanol plant. And I would like one day to be able to fill my baccy with something I grew in the ground. That's, the only, that's, that's what I would like to do with the industrial aspects of it. But of course, South Africa goes, we need jobs. So I think that industry would create many, many jobs. The hemp industry, probably. Um, clothes, I don't know, they're quite bad fitting. Uh, the T-shirts right up at the back, they're all very boring colours and the socks itch. Uh, so I'm not really into that aspect of it. And health, you know, skin products. It's not my bag, but it'll be somebody's bag one day, and quite rightly so. So, um, to, to me, it's a no-brainer that uh, because hemp looks like weed, it's banned. It is quite a fearful thing taken on the state, and when you get into that high court, um, it's very austere, and it's very masculine and macho, and it's oppressive wood panelling and austere seats and all these protocols. In fact, for the first three days of the trial, all I saw were these people in weird clothes. Actually, it was the most polite way of saying fuck off to someone I'd ever seen. I presume that, fuck off, fuck off, sir. I do declare, fuck off. And that's what they were doing for three days. It was bizarre. Anyway, it was our, at our expense, because we had a plan to put people on the stand and do our thing, and they all they wanted to do was stop us in our tracks, and with some clever folk in the background and quite a lot of tenacity and no sleep, the show went on and we live-streamed it, and that is a complete coup. So, uh, the advocate years ago, who's the advocate's in the building now, absolutely amazing. Seven years later, that advocate is here today to see our successes. He said, you will need to get a huge, huge social campaign going to get people on your side, and you're gonna have to form a non-profit company to legitimize yourself, because at the moment, you're just two weed smokers. So that's what we did. Cut to a couple of years later, we pick up an advocate who says, um, I'm dying of cancer, but cannabis is keeping me alive. If you can keep me alive with cancer, I'll do anything you want. And he says, you've got to understand here that uh, nobody's on the, in the dock in the High Court. We're, not, we're, we're the plaintiffs. The defendants 
uh, the state are trying to stop us from changing the laws. So it's actually the trial that's on plant. He coined the phrase, the trial of the plant, because it is the plant that is on trial. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? Is it psycho? Is it not psycho? So that man died, and it saddened us, and Myrtle had a tear in her eye when she said it today in her speech. I knew she would. So he was the man that coined the phrase, the trial of the plant. And the reason that we put it together as a full-on trial with people from all over the world was, we're only going to do this once. This is it. This is the definitive argument for every government in the world as to how prohibition is a screaming failure. So I don't know how I ended up doing it, because somebody should have done it 50 years ago. Somebody should have thought, wait a minute, it's my human right to put in my body whatever I want. But they happen. So I don't know why it ended up being me. I, I always find it really weird that it was me that did it. And now we are in the High Court. We set a precedent in law in 2012. The judge in the Pretoria High Court said, you know what, you've got a point. It may well be your constitutional right to put in your body whatever you want. Well, pertaining to cannabis. Thank you so much to the Epistar, is it the foundation? Um, my, my words are still a bit... All the links and stuff are there and there. Thank you so much. That was such a beautiful... <laughs> we all had a smile and we all had a tear. Yeah, definitely. You if you ever wondered you. why we love Jules, and it, it's, you can you see go. it You can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his eyes, I swear he to God. Spoke I mean, from his at you. Heart. you can see it in his eyes. In that. In that clip there. Wow. So guys, let's not cut ourselves any more emotionally, because this dude also liked a good fucking laugh and a cold beer. He did. Um, he did. And let's have a dab. So yeah, Dan was talking about uh, one of the yeah. shots we saw there in that insert was our trip to Lesotho. Now that is a good memory, Dan. That is a power memory, eh, dude? So who oh, was? Man. So how long then? Like two years ago? It was one of our first episodes, wasn't it? One of our earlier episodes that we went. One of our earlier episodes. It was it was towards the beginning. I don't even remember when it was, but we decided that we wanted to go to the Sutu and um, we were going to follow. Uh, there was a constitutional case yes. there uh, with uh, Ras Motseki. Motseki. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. A shout out to Motseki. Yes, brother. Uh, where, Ras? So we went there to the Sutu side because they were apparently going to have a, a ruling in the court, but then fuck all that happened, <laughs> and we had three days to no, blow in Lesotho. No. So what do we do? We went and looked for fields of green. Of we Answer. went and looked. And we looked. And we found them. It wasn't that hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. We got taken to some really deep fields where you would trek through here. I remember, I remember even we had to stop after the river and wait for the guy to come. Yeah, and the guy came and didn't you jump in the car? <laughs> and the guy was playing like... <laughs> you need to hear this from Buzz's yes, POV yes. mofos. So then we skipped listening to side. First things first though. Uh, that Thursday evening, with the, the help of the dudes back here, and that yes. we managed to shoot an episode of the Hotbox. <coughs> Perfectly, probably the first perfect episode ever. 
on this hill with the sunset looking overlooking the capital of Lesotho with all these rustlers. Guys, if you've got time after the show, go back go and check, check it, it out. <laughs> that, that, that was, was a magical in the thing. of the episodes. Yeah, literally right early, in the beginning. Early teens That was awesome. Up on the mountain, I remember that one. That was great. <laughs> but we had a, we had a Loki Straight Hunters Lesotho special. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then the next day, yes. <laughs> Peter no. Tosh could have been there, mofos. <laughs> so the next day we call it off and we're like, yeah, we're going to go find this ganja field. This, this oak's going to show us where, show us where. So we drive and we drive and we drive and it gets less and it gets less. Because Lesotho is truly, I you see it, a poor country. Yeah. And eventually the tar stops and it becomes dirt and we drive and we drive and we drive and we drive and then we have to wait. And yeah, we are sitting in the middle of this picturesque thing. Oh. There's this stream, guys. We're smoking joints and eating bologna. Bologna during the fucking <laughs> bologna thing. Do you remember that? There's nothing else to eat. So we risked it. <laughs> and then and there's these two horses grazing. It's beautiful as fuck. And then slowly in the distance you hear. Oops, 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 oops. And it comes closer <coughs> and it's this fucking dub reggae. And there's the, 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 the chief of the village, the chief of this massive area rocks up. Eh? And he says, How's it? How's it? But now it's like they want they need a white boy to come with them to show off to all the lighties. So they decide on me because they can say, Ah, Jembe. Jembe. And they all look and they point. But Joey Creasing, this oak's got his two fifteens. Pumping, dude. <laughs> you can hear us five valleys down with the dubstep. <coughs> and yeah, I'm sitting. And it was such. And a, we eventually get there. We get to the ganja field, and it's ganja for days. days but I will say this: it was Hermes for days too. Oh my gosh, yeah. We were all looking at just males and oh males, and that was yeah. just but fields of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. CV, yeah. But also. And also, it's a, it's a reality check for us as well, because we're so used to our 150 grams and all that kind of shit, that this is how most of the weed in SA is grown. It's grown, it's chopped, it's dried in the sun, and it's sold for, it was a thousand rand for, for 20 liters. Wasn't that it up there? I There's think that's some of it up there. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we managed to make a mission to get some... Just don't open it. No. Yeah, don't. No. You might spread something. <laughs> I think this is it, eh? If you shake it, it, it probably goes chk chk with the pips. There was a bigger jar, but yes. that's uh, just been decanted. I, I don't remember why. So yeah, this was the Lesotho weed that we got, and we got a big bag of it for nothing. Do you know what it is, guys? We all got to have an amazing adventure because Jules decided he wanted to point and go in a direction. Mm. Yeah. But also, he also he meant that what he said. Movies. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but also tell the story of the real people. Go see because also you know, like I say, we're about the one fifty grams. Ninety nine percent of the story is about a rand gram, and yeah. he was always genuine about that. And he was about the rand gram people. Yeah, they must be feel safe to be able to trade in their rand gram oh, industry and to exist and to even. How dare we think so far as to think maybe even be protected by the police well, yes. should someone try and steal their fucking random grand. Of course. Mm. Exactly. They should. Here we've got, um, just, just came up to see here, Ricky Stone. Oh, Ricky. Nice. Um, Ricky Stone, I wrote to Jules in 2010 saying I was a lawyer and wanted to help the cause. We beat the Dacha Ops cop spraying, crop spraying and live streamed the trial of the plant. In the end, it was Jules who helped me. Yeah. 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 See, I want yeah. to go through. There's so many here, guys. It's like really Didn't flying. Didn't they manage flying, to slap a uh, Dacha couple sticker onto one of the, the helicopters? The, I love Dacha, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dacha as I well. I think they did. 
Jules wasn't one to say no to sure. a person, hey? Not Soma. I remember the year we did the 702 walk uh, for a cause where we walked for Dacha. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that walk. It was the worst that walk ever. Been, yeah. Sorry, honestly, like 702's walk for talk wasn't the greatest thing, but we had fun. We had fun. We had so much fun and walking. And that's when Jules doing... realized that Kat's wheelchair was a mission. Yes. And then he made it his absolute mission to find Kat an electric wheelchair and he pumped it up and he put this like license plate personalized thing on and all the stickers and mm. made a little movie about <laughs> delivering it. I watched Ogert, Ogert in the wheelchair, he's uh, a lacquer dude, he's, he's also known us for a long time. Yeah. I watched him this uh, this uh, yesterday, yes. it was a sad day but people were also very happy to see each other. So he pulls up here in the motorized wheelchair but this haunt that's here, he doesn't like things oh, that no, move like that. that so he's all like ah rah rah. But Kat, <laughs> you know what? He wasn't a pussy and oh fuck you haunt, he was like, you want to play? Let's jam. And he fucking went out there and he jammed with the haunt and those villa, both having a good time. Kat, yeah. it was good to see you, dude. Heavy days. Heavy days. Are we going to have anyone tap in on the couch? Um, is anyone Russ else? going to tap in? Yeah, how's Russ? Russ, we've got, we've got good old, a good friend of Julian's. Russ. This man's morning, I've felt it deep in my soul. Oaks are saying we must smoke these skunky fucking buds in that jar. Yo, Oaks, I want to see what your What if we gather week? the seeds and grow that properly? I wear yellow. Yellow, hi, my love. Can you hear us? We're just dialing things Hold in. Hold on, we're Oaks. just dialing it in one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. High frequency, you know. Remix. Oh, Oaks. Yeah, but Rust. honestly, I'm glad you Oaks all had that in use to, to do the show. Because I know I was making jokes earlier and all that. But it really was a what would Jules do moment. And genuinely... Come, come thick or thin. The show always went on with that. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that we're gonna grieve, guys, and we can grieve because we're all sad. But then the anger's gonna kick in, and can we all please channel that anger into something productive for Jules? Yeah. We are gonna be putting together a fundraiser. Um, my mission is to protect Motel at all costs. Um, so. <clears throat> Jaya Villeman has said yeah. that w when we set up our fundraiser. He will match up to 10,000 euro, um, any donations that come in. Big ups to Jaya. Thank you, Jaya. Shout out, Jaya. Thank you very much, And with much, that, dude. we are going to protect Myrtle first and then set up, I'm sure, like a, a foundation in Jules' name or set, do we get community outreach programs. We're going to do Good. things that Jules would approve of That's it. to make people's bet uh, lives better. We're going to make Mo Fire. But the first thing we need to do is protect Jules' dream here in his home. He was building a dream. Jaya understands that dream. He feels that. And we must protect that at all costs. And also so security you know, first. Guys, there's a lot that we have been doing at the moment and the, that the team behind the scenes that you never really see have been doing amazingly behind the scenes. Like the petition, go sign the petition, Cannabis Can Help SA. Last month there was this massive effort by the team uh, just to say, guys, be aware of this, be aware of that. There was so much content, but the real drive was just to sign the petition, guys. You know, a little goes a long way just to say, you know, we vote, make it... Fields of Green for All. We so staggered danced literally to try and get you guys to sign the fucking petition. Sign the fucking petition. 
just Simply like that. <laughs> just like that. Sign it, guys. Come on. Yeah. As Jules would say, shit or get off the potter, matey. <laughs> mate. Uh, how are we doing on Russ Yellow? Can we test? Russ, you there? Can Marco. you hear us, Russ? Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. Affirmative. That's good, man. Uh, can, can you see me? Yes. Affirmative. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't see you guys. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to talk. Go for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy to talk. I don't want to, like, cry all the time that I've been given to talk. Um, you do your um, rest. Let me, let me just smoke a bong. Um, yes. Before. Yes. Let me smoke a, a bong for Jules. Um, this is red man. Jules, Jules hated this bong because it used to be dirty, but he loved it when it was clean. So, um, I've always I've tried to keep this bong clean um, since the day he cleaned it. Um, and um, yeah, it's been smoking much better. And that's why Jules loves glass. It does smoke better when it's clean. So, um, yeah, I will always keep my glass clean. Um, and I'll light this bong to Jules. So, whoever's smoking there, light it up, man. More fire. More fire. More spirit. More fire. Giant in the stars. Oh, it's getting hot in here, motherfuckers. So, I just want to send all my love and strength to everyone in the studio, to Joe, to Dan, to Buzz, to Nilio, to Rian, to everyone there. From the farm, they shown love and support. Um, my heart is there, my spirit is there. And um, thank you guys for being there for everyone, for Myrtle. And just in this time, which is <coughs> such a sad time, I just... I was asked to come onto the show just to like talk quickly about how I met Jules for the first time. Um, like like everyone else, Jules Jules is a father to me. Jules was the spirit of fire and inspiration. When I was studying law and moved to the Eastern Cape in 2010, when 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 Jules and Myrtle got caught and applied for the state of prosecution, and they got that in 2012. It was like there was this new hope in the world for us as a cannabis community. There was this new inspiration, this new fear. And that was Jules and Myrtle, and they called themselves the Dacha couple. And that man, so in my spirit, these people would stand up, and we're standing up for us, and our rights as cannabis users, Rasta, non-Rasta, everyone. And they called themselves the Dacha couple. And I followed them and I supported them. And I knew in my heart and in my spirit that this is where the change was going to come. 
we were going to see legal fucking cannabis in our lifetime. <laughs> and these were the people that was going to lead us. And they knew it in this spirit. <coughs> I could see it every fucking day. I could see it. And in the, um, Jules, Jules, Jules at Myrtle was coming back from Africa, burn. And they said they're going to Hogsback. And Hogsback is very close to where I live. And I said, wait, I need to meet you guys. And I hit them up on a message. And Jules was so eager and so excited and so full of vigor. I was like, yo, I'm going to meet the Dachau couple. Oh, my God. And I went to uh, Hogsback. I was in the mountain there um, with my late brother, Nils, um, who's now probably sitting with Jules and smoking a fattest spliff on the highest mountains in Zion and that day it was like the culmination of energy the culmination of inspiration because Jules said I'm coming to fetch you now and he pulled up there in the Saisuzu Bucky Myrtle's old Isuzu Bucky and I was like yo oh my god I'm sitting in the back with Jules Stubbs bro are you just I was like fuck yes and he was like Jumpy matey, we got stucker to smoke and things to talk, bruh. I was like, fuck yes. And we drove up and they stayed on this cottage. And Myrtle had like this aura around her. I'll never forget like her opening up the door and seeing this energy of Myrtle Clark and sitting down in this room with Myrtle and Jules and smoking and reasoning and talking about cannabis legalization and why it was a lie and why it was bullshit and 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 why cannabis prohibition was 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 keeping this plant from flourishing and Jules and Myrtle opened up their hearts. I was like, oh my god, these people are going to guide us on this journey. And for years I followed them. For years and years I followed them. And I was at almost every second or third D day. I was at the first D day. Jules said, look here, Warren, we're going to have a festival, D-Day, you better come up. I'm like, okay. And Myrtle's like, okay, you're coming up, you're flying up on this day, you there. I'm like, okay, I'm okay. there. D-Day, D-Day in, in, in Mabuneng, it was like the most beautiful thing ever. We had broken so many barriers, people's minds were blown. Jules and Myrtle were like on this cloud of fucking, like, we knew that this was right. And in the core of his existence, Jules knew what he was doing was right. He was destined to do this. It was written in fucking stars. It was written in the seeds. It was written in his genetics that Jules would save us, my brothers and sisters. You know, and I feel so inspired by that, man. And in 2018, we'll never forget, guys. We'll never forget. See, Tony Button says they're going to have a memorial there in Cape Town. So, guys, just oh, check out the importance of Tony Button's feed. They're going to cool. do something special. Bad, and then we see you there in the chat as well. You also you lost the bro there. In 2018, in 2018, Jules, Jules, Jules was on probably the highest moment of his life. After 2017's trial of the plant, which was such a roller coaster, 2018's decision in the Constitutional Court was like this weight that had left in a, off his shoulders. Right. And in a moment of like complete healing in a forest in the Tzitzit Kama, um, 
in September, just a week after the judgment, Jules in his most relaxed state and most peaceful and happiest mind I've ever seen him. We'd been dancing on the dance floor and he was like, hey, I can't keep up with you, Warren. I'm going to go and smoke a pipe. And I was like, okay, my brother, let's go and smoke that pipe. And we sat down and we smoked this pipe and I asked him, Jules, can I, can I ask you one question, please? And he looked in my eyes and, and I said, why? Why did you do this? Why did you fight for our night? Why? And he told me, Warren, firstly, number one, this is my body. And I can put whatever I want to into my body. And that's your body. And you can choose whatever you want to. No one can tell you. But number two, I want to give cannabis back to Africa. I want to free cannabis in this land of South Africa for all the colonialist bullshit and laws, all the persecution, all the arrests, all the fucking cops, all the fucking guns to fucking cheeks, all of that bullshit must stop, water. must stop. That's why. And that's why it's fields of green for all, guys, for all. And and that's my tribute to Jules. That he will be remembered as a soldier, as a one that stood for human right, the right to use this plant, the right to choose what you use in your body, the right not to persecute and to be prejudiced. Jules is a giant of cannabis in South Africa. Jules is our Jack Hera. Jules is our David Attenborough of weed. We must never forget him. Duncan yes. Attenborough. Duncan Attenborough. I will never forget him. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk too much further. That's all That's I want okay, to say. Yeah. Thank you. It's Thank good you to guys. see you, Yellow. Thank you, Russ. Stay strong. Hey. Thank you, Russ. Yeah, yeah no, more fire. And you're allowed to be more sad. Fire. And all of us, we're all allowed to be sad and we're allowed to be angry and we <clears> mustn't <throat> feel guilty about that. Actually, I was Googling yesterday, day before yesterday. How to make that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually looking for the source image for one of the pictures we were printing out for, for yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I came across a 2017 article by The Citizen that where they delve, it's called Get to Know the Dacha Couple. And it was an amazing, amazing article. Thank you, Citizen. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, but if you guys want to exactly what Warren was talking about, Jules' thoughts on, on exactly what Warren was just talking yes. about now, they've delved into that with Jules and read that article. Go Google it, read it. Oh. It was amazing. I'll see if I can find it. Maybe we'll post it. But like, don't expect real work out of us for a day or two still. I'd also like to take a minute just to thank uh, Joe for uh, a thing she did with Times Live. Uh, she did an interview with them and she said something out really beautiful. Jules had a good last day. He had an amazing last day. Oh man. We tried to get Steve D'Angelo on for so long <laughs> and it become a joke. <laughs> Making jokes behind the scenes how much I was going to be on today. They got to meet America but it was just the connecting for the show. But it you was know, so excited. <laughs> I remember that. It's such a good last day, Oaks. That's all I can say. And also guys, a big shout out 
to Steve D'Angelo. Uh, guys, go check uh, last week's episode. For those who have the heart for it, if you don't, take some time. It's okay. But when you're ready, just suddenly watch the look on Jules' smile. You can see the moment he gets the message that Steve's happening as we're live on air. And you just see him look up to the crew here with the twinkle I in his eye. I think it's 29 minutes. 29 minutes exactly. We, yeah. I think it's around there. And you'll see he... He picks up his phone, and I'll, you'll see it. He picks up his phone. As he picks up his phone, you'll, a message comes through, which was from the production crew saying what he had. He looked, he turned his phone, and he looked at me, and he went like this, and he's like, because it was what we've been waiting for for so long to get this guy online. And it was, he, you could just see he, he was just fucking victorious. And then on, like, Saturday or Sunday morning, I can't remember the days, I woke up and I checked Instagram. Um, and then I had a friend request from Steve D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> Joe fucking name dropping yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jules would have loved that. Yeah. And you'll see that's in that first tribute video from from Seven Leaf A. You'll see that's his video where he's... That was, last, that was the video. That was the episode. Oh, I... Then putting on a good face, yeah. Oaks, uh, is there anyone else who'd like to take a minute? Anyone outside who'd like to take a minute on the couch? I'm not forcing things. Really? I'm not policeman tonight. Okay. Okay. I don't want to push it. But if anyone wants to come tell a good story oh. or a funny story, I've got so many. Dude, but so I don't many. want to be inappropriate. Because, you know, guys, my coping mechanism is humor. And it doesn't always translate well. That's son number two. We all know and love Josh. Uh, also lost about 20 kgs of dreads yeah 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 so for those who don't know uh, josh is also part of the cannabis consultants crew you always also see many a d-day and many an amber cup a clip many a bud and also come a long way uh, as part of the fam the tribe runs wide and deep and these guys are near and dear uh, Josh, how did you first meet this this blue-eyed <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> um, well, everyone knows Connor's my best friend. Mm -hmm. Like we do everything together, and I was this, I was like Connor. You know, Connor left to Amsterdam after high school, and I stayed here and I discovered cannabis in my own way, and I wanted to learn everything, and I went down the rabbit hole of YouTube and seeing strain hunters and stuff, and Connor came back. You know, and we hung out and we, we spoke and like you said, no one ever got it, right? We, we were like, imagine we could do this. Imagine this could be our thing, you know? And Connor phones me one day and he's like, dude, I'm, I'm going there. I'm meeting these people. And like, I was like, what do you, what, 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 what huh? And, and he left, you know, and we spoke every day. Every day he was here and we spoke and he told me about all this crazy shit, all of you guys. And like, and he was like, you need to be here. You, you need to like come here, you need to see these people. And I think it was like a, a year later, I was on a plane with Con. I just said yes. And I got you and Jules was right by the front. And Con was like, yo, meet my friend Josh. And Jules just like took my hand, gave me a hug and I'll never feel how's it made how are you? <laughs> and I was just like, he had such a presence and such an energy and I'd never, met someone who made me like proud of what I believed in. Like truly proud and he made me like, yeah, I can I can stand up for my, my beliefs and I, I'm not afraid to tell people anymore. And he gave me the one thing I could 
I could never ever get from anyone else and you gave me and my best friend a direction. I'll tell you something, Jules also gave a lot of people their first dad. Yes. <laughs> yes. My first dad was courtesy of Jules and it was bad timing and an inappropriate first amount. But it was Jules. Uh, I'm sure a lot of guys can say that. Uh, and uh, Jules gave me a decent lady-sized dab, and I will always be grateful because I don't want to be put off with my first one. And if we use the theory of trickle-down dabonomics at D-Days, in theory, Jules has given thousands of people yeah. their first dab. Because yeah. Oaks, line up there, guys. If you if you hadn't been to a D-Day, you missed out. I hope we have J-Days, guys. But if you didn't, yeah. you fucking missed out because we had this thing called a dab bar. Not C-word friendly, <laughs> no matter how much sanitizer we put at this thing and we would have three rigs locked and loaded with e-nails dialed up you'd pull up people would say what's this thing yeah. you'd say it's the highest you're ever gonna get motherfucker put your 20 rand in they put their 20 rand in they'd smash it they'd be back three later <laughs> it was amazing guys i don't know hey in a way this oak touched so many lives you really did <laughs> yeah, Oaks had put a fiber in it. Also, it was so lack. It was like it was like this weird uh, Ubuntu because Oaks would rock up and he'd say, "Okay, put a donation in. It's for legalization." They'd say, "But I have no money." And then the Oak behind them would always yeah, pay. Exactly, yeah. be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. have one. Take one quickly. Go, go, try, go, try, go. Try, try, try. You gotta try. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Oh, Oaks. Oh, I'm glad to have known this dude. I know, like, in a lot of you Oaks say, because I'm not gonna lie. I've gone a long road with this oak. I had my thick and my thins, but 99% happy days with this dude. I'm glad to have known this dude. I yeah. think he left the mark on a lot of people. I think he'll live on through a lot of us. You the know? road trip will never be the same again, hey? Yeah, a lot of... Um, someone, uh, Shoal, Shoal put it so beautifully this morning. He said, the stars have changed for a lot of us. Everything has changed. Everything has changed. But anyway, guys, go sign the fucking petition. Like, share, subscribe. Hashtag Hotbox Show. Hotbox show. I'm just glad, because, you know, if it wasn't for that oak, I wouldn't know a single one of you. Yeah, I know. All you all motherfuckers that don't even your creepers who never comment. That's the thing. None of us would ever have known each other because we all still would have been hiding in a little cave somewhere. Or maybe there would have been one of us that had the balls, but not as big as his. And that's... Simple, no. plain fact, because it was yeah. we did have other people fighting the fight. We did, and they are. And yes. They still are. And not they to say, but are. but the way he did and it, we are not going to stop. The gentleman-like way he did it, and the way that he came in there with no fucks given, and was like, "This is how it should be." Battled hard. That was yeah. yeah. Was, they fought hard, man. Yeah. Scott and a gentleman he was. That's it. Eh? <laughs> oh yeah, guys. Men words, eh? Yeah. And I'm just glad, you know, to be sitting here with you. He was the best friend a girl could ever ask for, really, and for so many people that. But he, he Myrtle and Jules are, are like my, some of the best friends I've ever had. And I mean, I just I don't even I don't know how often we tell each other this, but I have the deep, deep, genuine fucking love for this family in this room. All of you, just so you know. The tribe runs. Remember to tell the people that you love that you love them. Uh, are oh, you up for a minute, dude? No, you don't have I to. Did. You want to come down? You want to? Said good night. Are we gonna put another fresh face? We gonna? Do you want to come on, dude? Yeah, Let's, dude, dude come, Sam. Coming. Please come, guys. We got it. So before, so guys, uh, Sam is seventy, 
These guys are like the first official cannabis magazine in South Africa. They got a couple of issues out in that. But Sam also had the honor of being the only stoner in our circle to witness me fucking this thing up. And oh. it was a tragedy. This man saw me cry like a baby. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, know that. It was like, about a, I was, it was literally running past me because we're, we're batting together. And you should have seen us run. It was like slow-mo. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 man. But Sam's also walked the road with us for a while. A lot of cannabis conventions. He's been around the farm as well and that. Dude, how did you first meet Jules, man? Um, I remember the first time. Rishala sent him an SMS eh? and said, Hi, my name is Sam. Um, working on starting a cannabis magazine. I'll need your help in terms of um, content and also in terms of direction of the message that we could carry as a community. Yeah. Then he didn't respond. It was, five, it was about five in the, in the evening. So the next morning, around about nine, I phoned him. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. Um, um, when would you like to come through? I was like, come through? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. From, I think it was the next day or so, okay. and I was like, "Oh, come through!" I remember, and Joe was there that was day. There. Yeah, because Jules, I remember him telling me about you, about the, the getting your mail and stuff. And I said to him, "Well, my youngest son's name's Sam, so he can't be bad. <laughs> 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 he must be a good guy." So yeah. I was here that day. It was an interesting day. It was, eh? You it showed was, you the eh? power of, of a few things. <laughs> yeah, Including the CBD to get someone back on their feet. But also, yeah. I don't think Sam was ready for the ferocity and the uh, straightforwardness of this couple as that's, well. That's hey? true, because yeah. interacting them with them could also be an eye-opener. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very true, you know, because on so many subjects. I was going through my Audible last night and I saw that I actually have two books that Jules mentioned on the first day we met, you know? No way. And all the Pardon of Desire and the Steve D'Angelo Cannabis Manifesto, mm. you know? So I was like, oh, cool, cool. So now it's just, you know, from that first meeting, that's how much uh, impact he had, you know? And uh, on all fronts, hey? But the most important thing about Jules was when he'd meet you the first time, he'll say, welcome to the family. Exactly. This is it, Sam, this is it. Welcome to the family. This is what <laughs> this I is what feel that abruptness. Yeah. That, that's that's. <laughs> this is what so many oaks say to me about this oak. Not just Jules, also guys. Let's keep Myrtle in mind here as well. Thoughts and prayers. Are we feeling it from your oaks? Yeah. Is that they would come to the jazz song, but it would always be a warm smile, a hot cup of tea, and a fat dab. Hey. You're always welcome. And they would be going through the fattest of times and be so busy and they'd like, have a little bitch about it behind the scenes that someone's sitting there smoking a joint on their time and whatever. But everyone was always welcome. Yeah. No Everybody. one got turned away. Mm -hmm. That's true, yeah. That's very true. Unless you were extra fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but they did accommodate the crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I remember you wrote some articles for you guys as well. Yeah, the on the first issue. Yes. Um, we actually have a welcome message, uh, from him. He says um, a lot of people came to us, uh, needing funding for the magazine, um, and never made it happen. But look, the Seven Leaf has made it happen. Congratulations, Seven Leaf, and mm. to many more issues. You know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He yeah, he believed in us, you know, and said, "Oh, it's possible. Do it. We need a magazine. We've always tried to do a magazine. Maybe you're the one to do it." You know. Exactly. Oh, with the centerfold. Oh yeah. Now <laughs> the centerfold. Yeah. With the centerfold. I'll say this about Sam because one of our uh, real gripes help. behind the scenes with Fields of Green is people come and they say, "Do you know what you should do?" 
and it's always kind regards Karen, <laughs> you know. And we really we can't follow people knowing what saying, you know, what you should do. And this is someone who actually came with his own plan and fucking did it, which I mm. promise you is a rare thing. He came. He said, "Look what I'm doing. Yeah. Am I on track?" And that's yeah. yeah. But I, I I think that final nail for me, that cornerstone, was the Taka couple, you know. And I've, I've personally made it a mandate, you know, wherever I am, and people ask me the story, tell them if it wasn't for that meeting that day, you know, and they say it's possible, it can happen, it, it wouldn't have happened, most likely. Yeah. Highly likely. Yeah. 89%, even 100%, unlikely. Yeah, a way of motivating again? people. That's true. We can play it again. Yeah. Should we watch it again? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Do it. Yeah. So uh, we had we played this tribute a little earlier. We're gonna play it now as well again. Uh, this is courtesy of Seven Eve. Um, you guys can shout whenever. Uh, cool. Yes, the leader and pioneer of the cannabis fraternity in South Africa. We are saddened by your untimely passing, Jules, a man who was in living the epitome of passionately pursuing the freedom of the cannabis plant. His works and teachings will formulate the framework of what it means to fight for the people and live selflessly among the common man, even as the cannabis legend that he was. The Seven Leaf sends its condolences to Martel, family, and the cannabis community. Jules, we lost you untimely. But your footprint in our lives will always be timeless. Such a beautiful tribute. Yeah, oh, guys. Heavy days, eh? <laughs> oh, the D-Days were amazing, though, eh? <clears throat> We've also got Dino who'd like to tell us about how he met Jules for the first time. Yeah, okay. definitely. So, uh, guys, we played also a tribute from Dino e earlier. He played a bit of a sick Thanks, tribute uh, with the time-lapse of something else that Jules loved very much in his life, which was... San Pedro's and a goddamn time lapse. This dude must have so many terabytes of time lapses. Just even more than just time lapses, camera footage, like photos. Yeah. He always was taking a photo of where he was. He was really on the ball. And not cut boring wedding photography. We're talking Africa burns, artsy stuff, traveling stuff, out in the middle of nowhere stuff. You know, these these people are eclectic and they've gone. A, they've walked a, a long interesting road because I don't want to get into the man's history you know there's stories and there's tributes and all that but something I can say with my hand on my heart is this dude lived a full life I think he lived a couple of full lives way more than one a couple of full lives he was running multiple lives at a time literally like in front of you yeah it was like parallel universes he had so much energy getting so much love you could feel that movement of him he was so much 
zipping around the farm like yeah. he's one of the bees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, it's, I still keep expecting him to just walk in the door and look at us yeah. going, what the fuck are you all crying for? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holding the puppy. <laughs> Mary Jane has been a, a oh. weird thing. Eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so that for those of you who don't know, Dino also goes back with the fan. Um, Dino lays down sick beats and sick grinds and all that. Uh, he did that tribute earlier for us. Uh, Dino, how did you first meet Jules, dude? Uh, actually, I think it was at uh, 420. I can't remember which year it was. It uh, was the D-Day that I first performed with Indigo Girl. Okay. All right. um, I remember that. Yes, and we popped in and uh, our, um, Amy had met Jules and Myrtle before, so he, uh, I was introduced as Amy's boyfriend. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you're Amy's boyfriend. Okay, cool. And uh, I think uh, he... he <laughs> He, he was like, he, he had had fun teasing my moustache. You know? <laughs> he was like, yeah. moustache, I had a crazy moustache at the time, and he was like, dude, what's, this, what's up with the Salvador Dali thing? like a musket, you know? <laughs> And so, so like, a few, um, a, a few weeks later, or I think it might have been a month uh, later, I landed up hosting, um, I was asked to host the Ca Cape Town Cannabis March. Yes. And he was like, what yes. the fuck are you doing here, bro? And I, I, was, I, had, to, um, I had to introduce them. Um, so I did a little bit of research to make sure that I could do it articulately. And I discovered for the first time that they were actually dubbed the Ducker couple by the media. Yes. yes. And I found that so awesome that he was just like, you know what, fuck you. Yeah, we're the Ducker couple. It we're was the from the couple. one Deal that says a couple fights for... Dacha. I think it was a citizen one. Yeah. yeah. There is one. Yeah. The Dacha Cup. So I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the there origin story shortly, all you little lighties who are <laughs> up for a little 420 bedtime. But I remember also seeing this oak uh, at the Smoky Joe Days hey. Cannabis March for all you oaks on the DL. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Uh, but this oak also checked him up on the bus and seeing oaks were dropping beats and that. And then one day, he was here on the farm, like, I know this dude from somewhere. But you say you met them there, hey? That's right, that's right. Yeah, well, actually at D-Day, but then they saw me yeah. there, and they were like, hey, what's up? Mm. The, like, they were surprised to see me there. And then a few weeks later, I was on the farm. <laughs> and they were like, okay, cool, bro. <laughs> Is this dude a knock? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, Can't be a knock, he's Amy's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, you know what, at least uh, I got to have one last scoop with them. Um, yes. Yeah, man, you know, for that, that online trans party, we really, we, and we scoped it hard, and I, I will cherish that forever. Yeah. Um, Jules enjoyed a good party. Man. He loved fat beats, eh? Yo! Uh, it was know, always good, and it was it was kind of like a trip down memory memory lane for him. He got he was telling us so many stories and showing us pictures of the farm from like thirty years ago. It was really incredible, and yeah, you were saying, you know, man, I'll never forget that. That's just I I, I feel so blessed to have experienced that. Um, yeah, man, I, honestly, like you said earlier, there aren't really many words, aren't really many words to say in a situation like this. It's just. <sighs> you know. Yeah, there's been words, Oaks. We know there's no words, you know. Fuck, eh? What can I say? What can I say? But once again, this is a bro we would not know. Mm. 
If it wasn't for this dude. If it wasn't dude. for Mats and Jules, yeah. Absolutely. And also, it was one of those things, you know, it's been like a magnet, this cause. And also his persona, because Myrtle also said it, this dude is larger than life. Yeah. You know, so much larger than life. Eh? <coughs> Big time. Yeah, not just some dumb stoner. No. No, he's no, like, no, 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 yeah, yes. I check was out his just Spotify. thinking about that. No, I was just saying, check out his Spotify. About putting Spotify. Music on. Go to yeah. the Jazz Farmer. Spotify Jazz Farmer. That's one way to experience the way that she loves his music. Show the Jazz Farmer. The only two people that follow on Spotify. Yeah, Cause you know what? In a weird way, music tells the ultimate history of this mm. dude. Because he's been through so many eras. And the reason it's called the Jazz Farmer is he was a jazz guitarist. And that's how he paid his bills. Once upon a time in Tokyo, apparently. Basking. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, the stories, man. That's he bought this the, the, his farm with the money he he made basking <laughs> overseas. He came here with yen. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes, I remember that. Gang yen with the suitcase full of yen. The suitcase full of yen, and he bought the property. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, dude. But I can tell you this much: it was seldom that there was not tunes on this farm yes, to so the cool. point where the neighbors would once in a while be like. Okay, jazz farm. That's enough. <laughs> I'm on a phone seven o two. If you don't cut it out, phone seven o two. Don't, oh, don't make people jealous. No, you don't have to ask you what's playing. You'll know. <laughs> and it would very seldom be music with lyrics. I'll say yeah, that no, much about the Yeah, I not like music yeah, with yeah. lyrics. Not so much. Yeah. So let me tell you. So I met Jules. Yes, please. And let's get to the prequel. The origins of the Dacher couple. Mm. So there's little William Wallace sitting tuk, 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 in his white collar four by four prison cell at the at the grot. Kaloki writing for below the lion on the side. For those who know, you know. You know. Yeah. You know. And there I am sitting, and I'm like, oh, I'm done with all the spreadsheets and that. And this little article pops up. Although the news, I'm sitting at the McDonald's after a long day, and there's this newspaper that came out that day, The Citizen, and it says, uh, something, something, Dacher couple. And I'm like, here I am writing about weed. Fucking goddamn, there's finally a local weed story to write about because it's usually <coughs> just busts. Yeah. Yeah. So this was early days of like Facebook and shit. Like, this was when you could still poke. <laughs> on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> long time ago and so somehow I managed to get a hold of them either on Facebook or whatever I, did, I put on my inspector buzz cap because I'm good like that I did my sleuthing I got a hold of them I found a number on email I said hey dudes I'm this random really weird dude can I come interviews for your story for this e-magazine about weed and they said okay <laughs> And I rocked up with my Ju Majuli as well, because me and Majuli are tight. And we rock up, and there's a little doggy here and a little doggy there. And this hipster couple pulls out, and there's a warm cup of tea and a smile. And some dang fucking all Things changed for me that day as well oh, on that yes. front, day. Eh? Things changed for a lot of people yeah. there. Yeah. And we spent a beautiful winter afternoon in the sun, somehow getting high, doing this interview... And things were just forged there forever. We got gorilla glued together that day. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I'm 
unfortunate. Better for it. Better for knowing it. But that's how they were called the Dacha couple. It was the citizen who had said something, something, Dacha couple, and it stuck. And it stuck. And then there was a Facebook page. And then there was a website. And then there was a petition. And then there were volunteers. And then there were books. And then there was a convention. And then there was a fucking D-Day. And, and you then know, there was an office. And then there was an office. <laughs> and then the office came. <laughs> but, you know, all I can say is, wow. If I could turn, if, if I were to know that I was going to lose this oath, like we had, I would do it all over again. The only thing I'd change is I'd spend more time here. Oh, Oaks. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would all be different then. Things change, you know, Oaks, you know, you Oaks watch enough Rick and Morty to know at home. Things change, <laughs> play with those dynamics. Um, we got another China here who's going to want to tap in. So for all of you back home, I know you guys see Dacha Couple, Dacha Couple Facebook, the channel, us Oaks and that. But the reality of the scene is that there are a lot of people behind the yeah. scenes who do a lot of heavy lifting you seldom or never really get to see, who make huge differences. And this oak is one of those oaks. He hasn't been on the scene too long. We've known him for like two years. I remember he's in him some lice, he's some, I thought he was some puppy he running around. He was a bit during um, lockdown because he was staying uh, here. So yeah, but even before that, but even before that, he's been around. He's yeah, been around no, for like two absolutely. years. Oaks, this is Dale. Dale. First time oh. I saw that was at a D-Day. At a yeah, D-Day, eh? Yeah. I was actually very young when I went to the first yes. D-Day. No bullshit, that. I snuck in there. Hey. And I probably yeah. Yeah. No bullshit. Photos yeah. of you on that Yeah, and I mean, from the very beginning I smoked weed, I totally I had a strong feeling that cannabis was going to change how I see life. And it did. And I strongly felt my mom didn't understand, my family didn't understand it. And uh, when my, my dad got sick, he, he got cancer uh, and suffered for many, many years yeah. to a point where I reached out to, to Jules and Myrtle after doing all this research and being like, I'm going to go to the people that I know will know the most. Yeah. And uh, I was angry. I was not just that lost boy. I, I was angry. Yeah. I was very, very angry and confused. And Jules had this, uh, even though he was grumpy in many ways. <laughs> Jules it probably was angered him in a way that calmed me down. I was like, fuck yeah, someone else is he angry too. He only got grumpy about things that he cared about. I figured yeah, that out so, about him. So, People you know, will call him a grumpy uh, fuck sometimes, but he only got yeah. grumpy about the things he really cared about. Which was a lot. Uh, which was a lot. And so, so they started teaching me about uh, how I can treat my dad. And it was a little too late. And the chemo got him eventually. Uh, and I had made peace with it because I knew it was alright. Uh, and then I just randomly, Ooh, like you guys said, so. uh, Jules didn't want to really have a son or anything, but uh, I just started spending lots of time in the garden with him. And, you know, the, the plants helped me understand life. Uh, I've never been uh, so so close to plants before. And, and, and it was more than that because Jules always said, don't be so one-dimensional. <laughs> Your whole life can't just be about fucking cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We yes. talk about, about fucking that. motorbikes. Yes. Motorbikes and fucking, that. you know, music and all sorts of cuck. But he'd get upset if he called it cuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very straight to the point. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to appreciate uh, not, just, not just a father figure, but uh, a role model. My Bob Marley. My Nelson Mandela. My, <laughs> my man, yeah. yeah. Our man, yeah. our friend, yeah, our friend, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
a friend of everyone, you know, he used to go work at those fucking expos, Buzz. <laughs> and, like, and like, he'd do his speech, he'd do his speech uh, and speak to the crowd, but no questions after his speech. You can come to the stall individually, everybody can come, come individually stall. and speak to we'll the guy. <laughs> and he will talk to you. Because I can promise you this thing. minutes or, or, or yeah, an hour, he'd talk to he you. He would talk to you, and mm. he would tell you what you needed to hear, not what you wanted yeah. to hear, mm. what you needed to hear. Because yeah. also, I remember at the expos over the last year or so, there, every time after their speech, the store would get gang busy, gang busy, mm. gang busy. Because they speak from their heart, they really do. They don't even have to study what they're saying, they're just saying the truth. They speak the truth. Yeah. Yo, I see someone's brought up. Yo, weed stock gate. Yeah, yeah. I that's weird. I imagine uh, if, weed stock act, if weed stock actually happened. For those happen. of you all who do not know, uh, about three or four years ago, uh, D-Day <laughs> was not enough to drive Jules nuts. No. We needed weed stock too. He wanted a three-day D-Day. And this was like in the midst of all the... It was yeah. chaos, though. It was chaos. It was chaos. It was the year that there was all the xenophobia oh, and stuff going on. There was just chaos. And, this all chaos. Chaos. and he was just like, no, we need to do another one. Yeah. We need a bigger we have party. To do another one. <laughs> bigger and, party. And there was a full oh, attack on cannabis at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like yes. No, no. It was. It was absolute rough. fucking... And then... I went early just because... Remember... We yeah. were there underneath that stretch in the rain. Like 2016. <laughs> so then carry on. You were saying yeah. yes. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, so okay. So Jules says, "No, we need to do something. We're gonna do weed stock." Because also this oak loved the jam. And do you know what was always wonderful about D Day? Usually you go to Corpy and it's one di- dimensional, and usually you go to Kaiser Chiefs and rightly so it's one dimensional and all that kind of shit. But D Day was one of those jewels where it was truly eclectic, culturally eclectic, dude. Yeah, it was yeah. rainbow. Music Nation so germs well. on the dam brings oaks. No one discriminated or gave a fuck as long as they got no, grilled. There was a wife, man. There was one there wife. Was a <laughs> wife. <laughs> Back in the day when there were still sanitizer wipes in the shops, man. No, man. So, anyway, weed stock had to be this thing. And, guys, we got close. The place was locked down. The stage was built. Everything, everything was locked down. We, well, there was first well, a place. Was first, there was first a place. And then we had to pull out last minute to another place because the cops in either area were not down with three days of Dacha Koppa, which way we spun it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, so they, so they, the venue's now moved in the last week. And a good friend of mine and Jules and me, none of these other motherfuckers mm. have been scraping 20-year-old apartheid wash shit out of, outside some crawls and ships yeah, to yeah. make this venue lacquer, but the venue was beautiful. But it then looked the, good. I was there afterwards. It looked amazing. You guys did a great job. It <laughs> and was fucking clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my lungs testify that, dude. And the day comes. We're all pulling in. The food oaks have been pulling in the night before. It's all laying out. The grass is nice. You can walk fucking barefoot. Two stages. It's lighting up lacquer. It's a bit wet. The oaks are getting a bit stuck in the mud. But it's on. And then we get word, uh, sorry, oaks, the cops have said no dice. But then they also came, weren't they at the gate there? Yeah, they were, also, they were there. They dude. blocked all entrances and they even tried to arrest the owner of the property for trying to go home. Mm, well. Yeah. So, weed stock did not happen. 
And we had a little, we were there, we, were there, we had a wake under the stretch in this cut cold weather, smoking and reminiscing. This tattoo oak, Les Tat Werner, he's also cool, <laughs> go check them out. All the oaks, we sat there and we were mourning and we got in our cars and we quietly fucked off in the rain back <laughs> home. But there was a fat party nonetheless. Yeah, I was going to say, what did we do? Yeah, he said, you know what? Let's just go back to the jazz farm and have a party. Yeah. And Basically. so we did. Basically, and, and we, we all came mourned. back and had a party. Yeah, we mourned. We'd start cool, good and hard. Good and solid. But then the story went on. Dum, dum, dum. There was a conspiracy. Oh, we got a troll. We and grew a troll. <laughs> a dude claimed that Weedstock was never going to happen. And even though he had not bought a ticket, he had the right oh, to bitch thoroughly about it. And because none of us had thought to take pictures of the empty venue that we were so disappointed about having to leave after setting up in the fucking rain, that it was never going to happen. And to this day, that conspiracy continues. Sure. And to this day, that troll okay. can go and fuck himself sideways yeah. with the rest <laughs> of the chainsaw. You Thanks know for reporting my are. Facebook profile account. Thanks. Just <laughs> <laughs> making new ones and I keep sure. blocking them. <laughs> Yeah, Oaks. And you know, that's, that's all the production that goes behind that. There's a lot of work that goes behind all of this. And Jules loved to be part of both sides. He wouldn't just be in the front and just do the image of it with Mert. And they would never do that. They were always so locked into the whole yeah. thing. Front, back, side, left, up, down, right. Whichever way you want to go, they, they would be there willing to put themselves into. And it was awesome. And so, yeah, like there's also the background. And I wanted to know from our production crew. Do you guys want to share maybe how you met them? Yeah. Just there, you, can have to, you don't have to come onto the couch. You can stay there because that's how you guys have been operating, you know? Thanks, dude. It was actually at the first normal meeting. Normal? Normal like, meeting. Oh, wow. Retro. Normal. No. Yeah. Was a, yeah, yeah, I felt the same. It was, uh, I knew I was doing nothing wrong and he just said, yeah, you're fucking damn straight. Doing nothing wrong. Yeah. By smoking weed. So, yeah, that was really it. <laughs> Yeah. What could ever be wrong with smoking weed? Yeah. Nothing. Mm. Nothing. I'm gonna second in charge this. Yeah, I'm gonna it? reach out because this guy. I'm not gonna say yeah. who he is, but this guy goes way before Dacher couple. This yeah, dude this is, OG, OG. is like ACDC, <laughs> BCDC or some shit. <laughs> and he's been now running as well. He's a steam. <laughs> Fuck AC, he's steam powered. Brute jewels. Touch the hearts of many, and um, we're all here today because of the the eloquent, the kind, the honourable words that he passed on to all of us. And you'll only meet Jules once. He's there with you forever, and mm. once you've met him. There's, there's everything that he opens up into our reality. You know that you've met a genuine, mm. genuine, for me, father, but friend. Mm. He loved hiking, and the first time I met him was with a really amazing friend of mine, um, Camel. I'd met Jules, but as the Adams family, 
the Russell's Valley. Oh yes. Many, many years back. And we had a common friend in Earl and Larry. Okay. And I knew him as the Adams family. <laughs> that amazing video of Ricky. Oh, the, the tribute to, to tribute to Fritz, yeah. Tribute to, to Fritz. Fritz. On YouTube, go check it out. At Rustler's Valley. 2003. To, well, it was it was probably a bit earlier than that, actually. It looked like 70s hairstyles, but it's, it made me feel a bit old. It was probably in the, uh, I would say, sort of like uh, mid-90s. Mm. The Unschuster era. <laughs> the Unschuster era, bro. And um, I'd never forget, we, uh, it came down with rain, and we were wondering why all the horses were facing in the one direction, and you'll see the horses in the video. And we were tripping our beans off. <laughs> Trying to understand why these horses were facing in the one direction, but we were in the rain. Yeah. And uh, Ella's dad enjoyed camping, and uh, she—that's uh, Ella, my wife. She 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 enjoyed being out in the open. And uh, Russell's Valley was a haven for all people that wanted to get to meet all people. And we met Jules there for the first time, but we knew him as the Adams family. And when we returned back to South Africa in 2007 after a nine-year stint in the UK, um, Camel introduced me to the family. And we'd go hiking up in the Mahalis Mountains, and that man showed us every single walk that we did on those mountains. His most favorite place in the place he lived. He enjoyed walking. Mm. Yeah. We're gonna go and do you Is that the one where my shoes fell off my feet? That was the one, yeah. <coughs> right. If you want to sweat, oh, yes. if you want to sweat and see beauty, fair genoeg. Well, just go hiking in the mountains is like, like you're saying, Jules love being out in nature as well, enjoying yeah. what earth is and the, the amount of inspiration he drew from going up the mountains, especially leading up to the trial when you know many things were happening. Yeah. Um, we'd been working a number of years, but prior to that to actually work out whether we could live stream the trial so that everyone gets to see it. Mm. But everyone gets to see it. Yes. As he mentions in the video earlier on, those first three and a half sort of days were probably one of the most trialing parts of the trial because the, the, the okay. doctors for life didn't want it to be street. Right on. You know? That became so, a whole separate court case, which we won. We won the we, right to stream our own Ricky, trial. I am extremely yeah. indebted to you, brother. Yes. Ricky, Ricky, he's been on the show a couple of times. Um, he's going to tell his story. He's mm. just put in a one-liner in the, the chat earlier on. That man has a huge amount of information on how we, as the Fields of Green, were able to ensure that Jules's vision that he, we talked about yeah. and grew and nurtured right through all our trips up those Fadgeluk mountains. He drew inspiration from being up at the top there. <coughs> he did. Yeah. One of the things that you'll be drawn to when you're up there, we're all going to go up there as a team, <coughs> whoever, we are going to go and hike Fadgeluk, because once you get to the top, you're made to feel like you're flying, you're lying on your back, and then vultures are probably about... 20, maybe 15 to 20 meters above you. And as they flew over, it was one of the most liberating places that Jules 
really mm. enjoy doing. Okay, done. <laughs> done. I see someone ask if Jules loves Light Kruger. Uh, he really, he really was really good at enjoying wherever he was. Yeah. In a weird kind of way. He had to drag him to the beach a little bit. Yeah. But he would not. <laughs> but he'd go. Go into a mall. Yeah. I promise you that. And not <laughs> somewhere into a bank either. No, no. <laughs> Someone says they More likely oh. to find him in the hardware shop. Yo, I love the hardware. Cash <laughs> It's a farm, guys. Of course he's always at the hardware yeah. shop. There was some lovely Polish woman at Cashville you always spoke highly of that. Um, so, uh, someone says there, what do you think about like Dacha safaris for people? You know, it's like an Airbnb vibe and like a, a high five instead of a big five. And Jules would tell you two things. I can tell you this. He'd say he loves the fucking idea. Yeah. He always wanted to do it in where you wanted to fucking go. Yeah. As long as he could be the driver. Way off he, the path. Yeah. But he would also say a second thing. He tell you to go fucking do it. Do it. Mm. Just do it. Yeah. What's stopping you? Just do it. That's how we got the industry going. We just did it. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's how and, we started the we trial. They just did it. And we will continue to do it even better. Yeah, dude. Not we're not backing better. down. Yeah. We're not backing down. We're going to finish this job and we're going to finish it properly. And that's just not even debatable. We have plenty of affiliates and supporters to help us. Yeah. On that note, oh, let yeah. me be uh, homework mode. Please mm -hmm. go support those who support Fields of Greenfall. Um, there are a lot of brands and they have to put their money where their mouth is and they see uh, what we're trying to do is just make a change. Don't have all the answers. Go check them out on Fields of Green. There's gang links there. As Joe put it so eloquently earlier, just go sign the fucking petition. Sign the fucking petition. Please and thank you. That would be great. And Share keep the an ear out for the fundraiser. Keep an eye out for the fundraiser. Um, let's protect <coughs> Jules' dream. Um, let's just protect Jules' dream and let's protect Myrtle with our lives, really. Mm. She deserves it. Yeah, just, uh, just uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We yeah. wouldn't want Jules to come back and kick her asses in yeah. ghost form. Cool, <laughs> and before we sign out, I'd just like to say... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Quick, growing with my bud. <coughs> Growing with my buds, no way! You got one. There, I got one. I got one. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna do a growing with my buds. Quickly, <laughs> everyone, quickly, growing with my buds. Okay. Grow a plant for Jules. Yeah. Just to grow a plant in memory of Jules. Yeah. He'll love it. He honestly will love it. Just yeah. the next seed, the next clone. Just do it for him. He'll love it. He honestly loves it. One of my favorite kinds, African land races. He was really, really passionate about preserving African yeah. genetics. And I, yeah. but, but I, grow them. Tell yeah, you what, grow any things. fucking plot. That's it. Grow a tree, grow a grow millie, grow something that is indigenous. Because this man, although cannabis was there, as he, as someone said to earlier, stop being so fucking one-dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy had another 420 dimensions when it came to plants and things and existence and reach living life Everything. he went they, they, they really he lived life properly but it's a cut time to plant weed now spring yeah. stay tuned growing with my buds coming big time this season we're gonna grow there big dan's knocking at my door to grow a double story plant i don't know oaks big shoes to fill my yeah. friends thank you for helping me do this hard thing it's been very please stay safe and even though it's hard when you can choose happy because that's what Jules would want. <coughs> <coughs>